Please bow your heads for the prayer for illumination. Gracious Lord, you remember your covenant with Abraham forever. You have fulfilled your promise to Abraham through our Lord Jesus Christ. As we open your word, remind us of your covenant promises so that we do not forget your purposes for us. As the Spirit speaks to our hearts, let us not forget Jesus, the seed of Abraham, through whom every nation is blessed. As we are convicted by your truth, commission us again to extend the blessing of Abraham to the nations through our mission and ministry. For Jesus' sake, amen. Please open your Bibles to Mark chapter 12. It is found on page 1017 of your Red Bibles. We'll begin with verse 18 and read through verse 27. Then the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow, but he also died, leaving no child. It was the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, Are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising. Have you not read in the book of Moses, in the account of the burning bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. This is the word of the Lord. Our Old Testament lesson is taken from Genesis chapter 25, verses 1 through 11. You can find it on page 26 if you're using the Red Bible. Genesis 25, 1 through 11. It'd be great if you turn there and you're able to keep that open in front of you. We come to the end of our five-part study of Advent with Abraham. We skipped over in verse or in chapter 23 the death of Sarah. But today we will look at the death of Abraham, which closes this chapter in the book of Genesis. So let's look together at God's word, uh, Genesis 25. Abraham had taken another wife whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Midian, Midian, Ishba and Shua. Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. The descendants of Dedan were the Asherites, the Letushites, and the Loimites. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Epher, 
Hanuk, Abida, and Elbna. All these were descendants of Keturah. Verse 5. Abraham left everything he owned to Isaac. But while he was still living, he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines and sent them away from his son Isaac to the land of the east. Abraham lived 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age, an old man and full of years. And he was gathered to his people. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre, in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar the Hittite, the field Abraham had bought from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with his wife, Sarah. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac, who then lived near Be'er Lahai Roy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Christmas is over, so let's talk about death, shall we? Sound good? Actually, um, depending on what calendar you're looking at, Christmas is not over. In fact, it's still Christmas tide for another week up until January 5th. Okay, fine, Christmas is not over, it's Christmas tide. But you might say, well, Advent is over. Okay, touche, Advent is over. Kind of. The season of Advent is over. And yes, Advent with Abraham is over now, after five weeks. But no, there's still, we discover here, at least two more Advents with Abraham that we haven't yet experienced. One of them is coming for all of us soon, and the other one is coming soon enough. So let's finish our Advent with Abraham meditations this morning like this. We have already experienced Advent with Abraham. We will soon experience Advent with Abraham. And then lastly, we will one day experience Advent with Abraham. First of all, we have already experienced Advent with Abraham. I don't mean, yeah, pastors preached four, now five sermons on this already, we're done. What I mean is a couple of things. First of all, God has come to us, as we've been saying these five weeks, in a miraculous child, just as he came to Abraham in a miraculous child. Advent means coming. It means coming. And as we saw, we have experienced Advent with Abraham because he received a miracle child, and we do also. Abraham and Sarah were too old, but Isaac came just as God had promised. Mary and Joseph were too young. Mary is a virgin. And Jesus comes just as God had promised. Isaac was Abraham's hope and his future. Isaac is the key to unlocking all of God's incredible promises. Isaac is born to barren Sarah, 
and old man Abraham. How? Because all things are, are possible with God. Jesus is the person that Israel was waiting for, the key that would unlock their hopes and their future, the answer to all of God's incredible promises. But it's impossible, isn't it, for God to be born from a virgin teenager, right? Yes, but no. Because as Gabriel says, look, Mary, with God, all things are possible. So have you experienced Advent with Abraham? Have you received God himself coming to you in a miracle of a child? How else have we already had Advent with Abraham? Second way, well, God has brought this miracle child back from the dead. As we saw last Sunday, Abraham believed when he was called to give Isaac as a sacrifice, that if he did that, God could raise him from the dead again. And this is exactly, of course, what God the Father does with his own son, Jesus. He gives him up for us all, and then he raises him back to life again. So you've already experienced Advent with Abraham. If you have watched in stunned silence as God takes his own son, the Lamb of God, who was slain for our sins and raised him up to new life again. So have you embraced Jesus, the miracle child who was also raised from the dead? How else have we already had Advent with Abraham? Third and last thing, God has come to us, Advent, and one of the things he's come to us to do is to give us faith like he gave Abraham. I've been saying already this morning that these are impossible things that God has done. A child born to a barren old woman, to a virgin woman, the resurrection, so to speak, of Isaac, the resurrection for real of Jesus. And nobody simply hears these things and says, okay, I believe that. We need impossible faith to believe such impossible things. And the answer here in the Old and the New Testament is indeed, with God, all things are possible. And so he gives us this faith. How? mysteriously by his Holy Spirit, but especially by demonstrating to us over and over again his faithfulness, his trustworthiness. Abraham believed God right away, but we've seen, haven't we, over these last five weeks, Abraham's faith grow as God confirms his promises and fulfills them. God has come to us in Christ and he's come finally in the fullness of time to say yes to all of his promises. And so you and I have even more reason than Abraham to believe. We have every reason to believe. And so friends, if you're in Christ Jesus, if you're trusting God by faith, then you have, in a very real sense, already experienced Advent with Abraham. With Abraham, you've got a miracle child, a resurrected miracle child, and you've got faith to believe in him. But today's text tells a story 
of the death and burial of Abraham. Now, guess what? Uh, You all, as far as I can tell, have not died yet. Um, But you will soon. We all will. And so, even though we've already experienced Advent with Abraham, the reality is we are all very soon going to experience another Advent with Abraham. One that we haven't experienced yet. A long, good life with everything that you need materially in this world. Having your children and your grandchildren around you. Having them maybe even at your side when you take your last breath. Uh, The wealth to give an inheritance to your children and your children's children, that's pretty good, right? Like, that would be the good life. But I wonder if you feel like so many people do, even at the end of a good life, that these joys are simply not enough. Because, after all, when you're dead, you're dead. Well, you need to know that You have an advent with Abraham coming, and it means a couple of things. First of all, God will gather us to our people just like he did with Abraham. Look with me at verses 5 and 6 in Genesis chapter 25. Abraham's children gather around him as he's about to die. He gives, of course, his inheritance to Isaac. He gives gifts to all of his other sons as well. Now, every wealthy, ancient patriarch would have thought, this is how it's done right here. This is the good life, to be able to pass on my legacy like this. But Abraham experiences so much more than just the best possible ancient Near Eastern life and death. Because as he opens his eyes for a last time, he's probably half blind by this time. Through his half blindness, he gets to see the promised blessing of God for the whole world pass from his hands into the hands of his promised miracle son, Isaac. The reality is that if you belong to Jesus by faith, if you're Abraham's kids, then you will have, whether or not you have natural children or adopted children in your family, you will have spiritual children, people that you pour yourself into. You've encouraged them all your life long. And as a result, they've grown in faith along with the faith of Abraham. And pretty soon, you and I are going to open our eyes for the last time And when we do that, if we're in Christ, we are going to see God's blessing pass from our hands into the hands of our spiritual children. Gifts and inheritance of faith, stuff that money cannot buy. So don't you want this kind of advent with Abraham when you take your last breath, when you open your eyes for the last time? So that's one advent with Abraham coming soon to all of you. And another one. God will care for our bodies like he did Abraham's. This sounds a little weird, but I think it's the coolest thing 
we have to say this morning. Verses 9 to 10 tell us that Abraham was buried in the cave that he had bought from the Hittites. The Hittites had sold Abraham some land. And what does Abraham do with it? He buries his wife there. This is kind of crazy, right? By the time Abraham dies, the only land that's actually his in the land of promise is a grave, a tomb, a place for the dead. You might think, well, that's really disappointing. Couldn't you have done better, Abraham? But I actually think this is wonderful. When I was studying theology, something blew me away in the Westminster Catechism. It says that when we die, our bodies continue to be united to Jesus Christ, even as they rest in their graves, like they're laying in beds, waiting to be resurrected. Even when we die, our bodies are united to and belong to our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Nothing, remember Paul says, nothing, not even death, can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Not our spirits and not our bodies either. And so Advent with Abraham coming soon to us all means that when we take our last breath and open our eyes for the last time, like Abraham, God will never leave us, not even our bodies, but will raise us up on the last day. And a third way that we'll soon have an advent with Abraham. Well, God won't just stay united to our bodies, but he will welcome our spirits into his presence, just like he did Abraham's. Verse 7 says that Abraham was gathered to his people. A sort of strange saying usually means that you're buried where all your other ancestors are buried. But of course, the only body that's laying in the ancestral tomb here of Abraham is whose body? Sarah's. But, as Jesus says, and as we had read for us, our God is not the God of the dead. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob is the God of the living. Abraham is dead, yes, But also, no. His spirit is with his God. He has been gathered to his people into the very presence, into the bosom of God, as the old timers used to say. And who are his people with whom he's gathered? Sarah? Sure. But how about Adam and Eve? How about Abel and Noah? How about Melchizedek and Lot? And pretty soon, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, Moses and Miriam and Joshua and Deborah and Ruth and Naomi and David and Daniel and Esther. Pretty soon, you and me too. Luke chapter 16 says that when we die in Christ and we meet God, it will be Advent with Abraham. We will be gathered to the side or to the bosom of Abraham. We'll be as close with our maker and savior as Abraham ever was, right alongside of Abraham. So, in a sense, we have had, past tense, our advent with Abraham in the coming of this miracle child, Jesus. 
All of us soon will have another advent with Abraham when we open our eyes for the last time and then close them. But then finally, lastly, we will one day experience advent with Abraham. I read through the entire book of Genesis not too long ago, and when I did, I noticed something. The first two chapters have something that's repeated over and over and over again. Maybe you can guess what it is. It's, and God saw everything he made and said, that's good. It is good. When finally there was a man and a woman, he said, it's very good. But then when you fast forward to chapter 5, there's a different line that's repeated over and over again. Not, oh, that's good, but rather, and he died. And he died. Generation after generation from Adam to Noah is listed. And at the end of these long lives, and he died. And he died. Now look, verse 7 says that Abraham lived 170 years. That's 100 years in the land of promise. And he died at a good old age, the text tells us. Like I said, this is the best way to die if you're an ancient patriarch in the Near East. Your children beside you, your blessing upon them, your grave already picked out and paid for, right? I remember my grandmother who died over the summer bragged to us every time we saw her about how she had her grave and her coffin and her funeral completely paid for and we didn't have to worry about it. (laughs) Same blessing Abraham gave to his children when they buried him. This is the best way to die. Kind of. Kind of. Canadian philosopher Charles Taylor says this, all joy strives for eternity because joy loses some of its joyfulness if it doesn't last. All joy is meant to be eternal. We know that life in God's world is good. We also know that he lived, he died. He lived, he died. She lived, she died. And we know that that's not good. Because we want, even when we've lived our best life, we want forever. Friends, there's an advent that you and I have not yet experienced and that Abraham himself has not yet experienced, but that one day we will experience with Abraham. When our Lord Jesus returns, Our bodies, which have always been united to Christ, will, with Abraham's body, be raised and glorified and reunited then with our spirits who have been in the bosom of our Father. And we will be raised and glorified to live in the new creation with God and with one another forever, forever. Abraham opens his eyes one last time. He sees his sons with the gifts that he's given to them. He sees the miracle child, Isaac, with God's blessing and God's promises in his hands. 
And before Abraham is buried, he gets one last look, therefore, at all the goodness of God. And it is good. But then he dies. Friends, Jesus Christ broke the unending chain of he lived and then he died. And she lived and then she died. Because Jesus burst forth from the tomb and he promises one day to break us out of our tombs. Abraham, you and me together. And on that day, friends, the joy that we will feel on our best days will be given back to us. But that joy will come back to us with two differences. One, it will be more joyful. And two, it will never end. So can we live our lives 50 years, 70 years, 90 years, probably none of us 170, I don't think. But can we live whatever life we've been given to live with the faith of Abraham? That's been the big question for us this Advent. Answer, only if we know in Jesus Christ that our God is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God not of the dead, but of the living. Amen? Amen. Father, we give ourselves to you. We know that our day is coming soon, but we also know that the day of our Lord Jesus is coming soon. Would you make that day come sooner so that we can be with him glorified, resurrected forever, and with one another in fullness of joy. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. We make our prayer in your name. Amen.